0: Today we're going to talk about defining my life mission If most of us drove our cars the way we live our lives we'd never get out of the driveway We're sort of like the guy at the circus the fellow who spins those plates on a tall pole where he gets one going, then he gets to another one going and another one, and another one and by the time he gets to number 15 number one starts to fall So he goes back and restarts that one then another one begins to slow down Many people live their lives that way. They have lots and lots of goals, lots of activities, but no overarching purpose or no mission to their lives. So we invite you to follow along with the sermon notes today. They're provided for you. Define your life mission as our theme. The goal in your notes there is to prayerfully, prayerfully establish your mission that expresses your values, your shapes, your commitment to God's purpose for your life. So let's begin this process so that each of us can form our own life mission. If you have to define your life with just one word right now, what one word would you use? Some of you would say, that's hectic. Some of you would say, busy. Others would say, stressed out. Maybe others, lots of fun. But how many of you would say, my life, is focused, because focused is the key to an effective life. And you notice, Paul, he has a life mission. It was truly focused. Look at Acts 20, verse 24. Paul says, I only want to complete my mission and finish the work that the Lord Jesus gave me to do. Jesus also had a life mission. Look at John 17, verse 4. Please read with me together. Out loud, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. See, Jesus is here praying at the end of his life to God, his heavenly Father. He says, I have completed the work that you gave me to do. How would you like to say that about your own mission? Notice that Jesus says, I've brought you glory. Circle that word glory because that's our purpose. The purpose of man is to bring glory to God. But how do I do that? I bring glory to God by fulfilling my mission. I bring glory to God by completing the work that he gives me to do. And that work, which is unique to you, is based upon your God-given gifts and ability and passion. And nobody else can do your mission. The work is your mission. So in your notes number one, what is a life mission? I put a definition of what a life mission is in your notes. A life mission is a description of what I believe God wants me to do with my life. It's an explanation or it's a picture what I believe God wants me to do. I want, you to, sh- I want to share with you five statements there about a life mission, though. It'll help to explain it a little better. Number one, you know, it's, it's more than just a goal. A life mission is more than a goal. Many people confuse a goal with their mission. If you are, most people are to ask what is your purpose in life, they would probably share with you some of their goals. Like my goal is to retire. My goal is to make a lot of money. My goal is to buy that house or to graduate from college. But those are not missions. They're not a purpose for your life. You can have lots and lots of goals, but have no life purpose. Like that guy in the circus with lots of spinning things. You're keeping them all going. You're trying to balance your life between lots and lots of things. But you're missing what God's mission is for your life based upon God's word. So you must define your purpose, your mission, before you start setting all those goals. You need to know what brings it all into focus. Number two in your notes, a life mission defines what is really important. It defines what's really important. It is living by your values. In your life mission, you spell out what is really important. Number three, it's based on God's purpose for you. It's based on God's purpose. Your life mission is really the reason you exist. It's why God put you here on this earth. It's not a sideshow. It's not just a take-it-or-leave-it topic. This is crucial for your life. What in the world am I here for needs to be based upon God's purpose. Number four, it expresses my shape, my spiritual gifts, my heart, my abilities, my personality. In fact, why would God give you gifts and abilities and then not want you to use them? He wouldn't. So God gives you those gifts for doing your life mission. Your life mission will fully express who you are Then number five, it really clarifies my roles. It clarifies my roles. And you play many different roles in life, in different seasons of your life. You have different roles, like someone who is a role as a student, or then you get married and you have the role as a partner, or you have children and you have the role of a parent, you have a role of a professional. Many different roles you have. They're all part of God's mission for you. If you are a parent, I have no doubt that part of your life mission is to raise those kids the way that God would have you raise them. So number two in your notes, how do you discover your life mission? That's our purpose this morning. You start with two options. You can learn your life mission through either speculation or you learn it through revelation. That means you can either guess about it or you can ask God about it. The first way, speculation is the way most people are go about trying to find their purpose for life they theorize, they conjecture you kind of guess about it that's how you do speculation you take a college course in philosophy you listen to the professor, all his theories who am I, why am I here, where am I going where did I come from then you drink gallons of coffee or maybe a few beers and you and your friends speculate about those questions, who am I, why am I here the major problem with speculation approach, though, defining finding your life mission is highly unreliable. You're just guessing. My answer is just as good as your answer because there is no authority. Fortunately, there's a book that you can refer to about life missions. It's called the Bible. It's God's Word. This book is the owner's manual for your life. It was written by your creator. It tells you why you are here and what you are to be doing. This is called revelation. Notice what Paul says. Look at Ephesians 5, 17. Please read it with me together out loud. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to put up. Now, I can't tell you exactly what your specific mission is. I don't know. But you will have to discover it over a period of time. But I certainly can share with you four questions. Number three, that you need to ask yourself. As you seek to find your life mission, four answers from God about the purpose for which God made you. So looking at those four questions first will help you figure that out. I suggested this homework today. Question number one: What will be the center of my life? So you ask yourself, what is going to be the center of my life? The issue is, who and what shall I live for? You have to start with this. You have to have something at the center. Around which everything else is built. You could center your house or your life on your career. You could center your life on your family. You could center your life around making more money. You could center your life around pleasure or around popularity. But none of those things are really going to last. See, God's answer to this in your notes God made me to know and to love Jesus. God made me to know and to love Jesus. Just look at Matthew twenty-two thirty-eight: 38. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. See, God made you to be loving. Some people love all the wrong things, though. So the greatest commandment says that we are made to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And that's really the unique privilege of being a human being. No animals get to know God or love God. Cows do not fold their hoofs and pray for a meal. Dogs do not go to doggy church. Kitties do not sing hymns and songs of praise to God. But human beings, human beings are the only creature created to respond back to God. So our purpose really is to know and to love God. On the back of your notes, look at Proverbs 9 verse 10. Knowing God results in every other kind of understanding. He's saying here that when you understand who God is, Then, you're going to be able to understand who you are. But until you know God, you're just speculating on the real purpose of your life. So first question is, what will be the center of my life? Question number two in your notes. What will be the character of my life? (coughs) What am I going to be? What will be the character? And God is far more interested in what you are than what you do. You can do a lot of things, but God wants you to become something. God wants you to grow in your character. So what kind of character am I to become? God's answer to that question. He made me, in your notes, he made me to become like Christ. Yeah, to become like Christ. Look at Romans 8, verse 29. For from the very beginning God decided that those who came to him should become what? Like his son. God wants me to learn to think like Jesus Talk like Jesus, to act like Jesus. Look at Galatians 5 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. See, God wants to build those nine qualities into your life. So, how do you think God teaches you those very qualities? Well, He teaches us by putting us into the exact opposite situation. You know, it's really very easy to love people. Or lovely. To teach you to really love, though, God will put you around unlovely people. And joy? How do you learn real joy? Joy isn't being happy while you're visiting Disneyland. Joy is an eternal quality, in spite of your circumstances. So God puts us into some sad situations to teach us real joy. Peace? Peace is not sitting out in a river fly fishing and saying, it just doesn't get any better than this. No real inner peace is learning while you're sitting in 14 inches of snow going to Florida on the interstate. God is interested in building your character. So number one, who will be the center of your life? Number two, what will be the character of my life? And question number three, in your notes, what will be the contribution of my life? What will be the contribution? In other words, what am I going to give back? What am I going to do with my God-given talents? You are not here on earth just to take, but you were put here to give. You're not here just to use up air, resources, and die. God wants you to fulfill a mission, a mission that he has made you for. So what will be the contribution of my life? Well, you look at your gifts, and in your notes, God's answer to that question. He made me to use my gifts to help others. Some people write music. Some people sing. Some people are teachers. Look at 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to make a million dollars. No, it doesn't say that. Rather, it's to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Look at Ephesians 2.10. It is God himself who has made us what we are and give us new lives from Christ Jesus. Long ago he planned. If we spend these lives doing what? Helping others. You know, there are two kinds of people. There are the givers and the takers. And in your notes, you make a living by what you get, but you make a life in your notes by what you give. You make a living by what you get, but you make a life by what you give. Because God gave. Jesus, God's Son, gave. He gave His life. He shed His blood. Our sins are forgiven through His giving. We, through faith in Jesus, by the working of His Holy Spirit, now are empowered by God's love, given in Christ Jesus. So for us, in your notes, abundant living becomes abundant giving. Abundant living becomes abundant giving. You ask, number one, who will be the center of my life? Number two, what will be the character of my life? Number three, what will be the contribution of my life? And finally, question number four, What will be the communication of my life? The fourth question you need to ask yourself, what will be the communication? We're talking here about your life message. You have a life message. God wants you to say something to the world through you, and it's very unique. And only you can speak your life message. Just look at 2 Corinthians 3, 2. You yourselves are our letter, written in our hearts, known and read by everyone. That's one message that God expects all of us to share. His fourth purpose in your notes. God's answer in your notes. He made us to tell others about Jesus. He made me to tell others about Jesus. If I don't tell others, how are they going to know? How would you have known if someone hadn't told you? And we are all to be ambassadors for Christ. So look at Acts 20, verse 24. Please read it with me together out loud. Life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about God's mighty kindness and love. See, God wants each of us to tell others about his love, his kindness, about the good news of Jesus. Some of you love to make evangelism calls. Some of you have a heart for caring for the hurts of others. Some of you have the gifts of teaching. Some the gift of administration. Other than gift of music, you must work with the shape that God has given you. God wants you to tell others about Jesus. How can others read your life message and find the love of God? As we conclude, we join with Paul. In seeking his goal, his life mission, he writes, looking at 2 Corinthians 10, verse 13 together, Our goal is to measure up to God's plan for us. And this plan includes our working with you. Amen.